Chris Barnes. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. And a good Monday morning. Welcome to the United Way Community Connections show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. live at WSMN, 1590 a.m. Overlooking Main Street. Um, You know, it's kind of a dreary day out, so I'm hoping that everybody made it safe to work, or if you're going out that you drive safely. It's kind of a little bit more slushy and snowy and rainy and gross, actually, than I was expecting this morning. So a little bit of a surprise there, but uh, we're going to make the best of it, right? Because that's what we do. So you com- Community Connection Show, I'm just going to give you the brief intro because um, I'm guessing you probably listen here every Monday, so you probably know what we're doing here. But in case you're joining us for the first time, our show is um, really the purpose of our show is to introduce um, the community of Greater Nashua to all of the nonprofits that serve um, our city and the surrounding towns. Every week we interview two different nonprofits from Greater Nashua, and the variety is humongous. We've interviewed everybody from the American Red Cross um, and Girl Scouts, which serve, both of them serve the entire region, including the entire state and, and uh, surrounding areas, to much smaller nonprofits that serve um, you know, just very locally and maybe you've never heard of, like the Greater Nashua Dental Connection or my favorite guy, the Santa, Santa.org, um, Dan Greenleaf, who this time of year is busy, uh, you know, bringing Santa Claus and happiness to children through his nonprofit. So lots of different nonprofits that you get to learn about. Why would you want to learn about the nonprofits in our community? I'll give you a couple of reasons here. The first, of course, is each of these nonprofits provide services to our community. And most important thing about that is to learn what are the services that are available and how can you connect somebody to them? So let's say you do know somebody who is struggling with, with uh, maybe substance abuse or somebody who lost their home and is looking for getting connected to services such as transitional housing. Or maybe you know somebody who's looking for a quality after-school program that's affordable. These are all of the, the types of services offered by our nonprofits. And uh, so you're going to learn about them a little bit here each and every week. Uh, of course, nonprofits are also organizations that uh, need support in order to survive, and that's the other really purpose for the show is that you can connect to their mission. The mission is the work that they do. Every organization that's a nonprofit has a mission, and if you find that the mission of a specific organization 
talks to your heart, then you might find that you want to volunteer for them or donate to them. And of course, that's how organizations like nonprofits tend to be successful is that they have a you know, loyal donor base who provides financial resources. And they also have a loyal volunteer base that helps to get the work done. So these are all the reasons why you might want to listen into the show, um, other than, you know, you appreciate just hearing me every Monday morning. But uh, I'm going to tell you a couple things that are just uh, sort of going on today before we get to our guests. I will tell you we have two fantastic guests this, this week. We have Casey Castor, who's going to be on with us at about 20 after the hour. She is with Big Brothers and Big Sisters of New Hampshire. And uh, I'm guessing that most everybody's heard of Big Brothers and Big Sisters, but uh, maybe you don't know about what's going on there and some of the new stuff and how they're how they're changing lives. So we're going to talk with Casey about 20 after, and then about 22 the hour we're going to talk with my friend Rick Rudder, who is the executive director at the Southern New Hampshire Rescue Mission, which is one of the organizations in our community that works with the homeless, and a little bit about his perspective and how things how things are looking um, at the rescue mission these days. Before we get to that, just a you know a couple things. I'm hoping everybody had a fantastic weekend. I had a fantastic weekend. I got to spend uh, most of it with my wife, which is always a great thing. But she and I, in particular, yesterday went up to took a took a drive up the coast and went to Portland. And uh, Portland is a beautiful city. Uh, of course, this time of year, pretty much every city in New England looks the same. It's you know, kind of slushy and gross and wet and damp and, you know, dark, but which is, none of those are excellent selling points, to be honest. But I will say that Portland itself has a vibe, which is pretty cool. And um, I love the, uh, you know, the a, a living waterfront that is still a working thing where there are fishermen who, who do go out and make their living. That's there. And then, you know, there's a lot of other cultural stuff going on. We had a really nice lunch. Um, just checked out the area a little bit and, uh, you know, for no particular reason other than just to go check out Portland because why not? Anyway, so that was pretty great. Um, then, of course, I lost my fantasy football team. I think I'm on a losing streak of like four and six now, um, which is pretty, which is actually great because my 49ers are two and seven, I think. So I guess my fantasy team is doing twice as, is sucking wind twice as not badly as my actual team. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's all depressing for me these days in the NFL. But uh, anyway, I hope everybody else is having a good time with watching their team. I think the Patriots had a bye this week. So not too much football here in New England these days, this week. So what's going on these days at United Way? Well, we are super busy. This is the annual campaign season. This is the time of year when we get out into the community. We talk with different um, businesses about and their employees about how they can give back through the workplace campaign. That's our kind of our bread and butter. Um, you know, United Way people typically give through their payroll. Have been doing that for decades now, and um, this is the time of year when we actually will go out in person. And a lot of that's me myself going out in person and meeting with employees in their workplace and talking about, you know, how we're changing lives and 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 the the you know the connections that we have and the way in which when they donate to United Way, they're actually um, working to improve our community. So, gosh, last week I was at you know, some of some of the places I was with the College Bound Movers. They're a really great. Um, organization that supports us, the Teachers Union. By the way, Adam from the Teachers Union is going to be on the show next week on Monday, so look forward to that. I also met with the Nashua Firefighters. I went to meet with the teachers and staff at Nashua High School North. 
Um, we went to Penichuk Middle School, the Elm Street Middle School, Girls Incorporated, Monarch Instrument, which is one of the manufacturers that we work with out in uh, Amherst, and and a couple of others. So really great week on the campaign trail. I love this time of year because I get to go out and meet people. Um, you're not going to find me in the office really ever, but uh, this time of year in particular. So that, that was really great. Um, also last week, you know, one of the things I were involved with is the various chambers of commerce in the community. Now last week, the uh, Nashua chamber had their annual gala. Unfortunately, I had a conflict and wasn't able to make it to that. Well, the conflict was I'm actually also involved with the Suhegan Valley Chamber of Commerce, which is centered out in Amherst um, and serves the entirety of the Suhegan Valley, including Milford and Hollis Brookline, um, Wilton, Lineborough, that area. And uh, they had their monthly business after hours um, networking event at the Humane Society for Greater Nashua, which is really fun. I mean, the Humane Society is just such a great place. If you haven't been there lately, they have some puppy dogs there that they got like 20 of them that are sort of chihuahua mixes that are just so adorable and i'm really surprised actually that i didn't go home with at least three or four of them under my arm but went there um and then i wanted to also mention if you're ever interested in learning about fiscal agency this is some of the one of those things we do at united way that we don't talk about generally speaking too terribly much fiscal agency is um, where one nonprofit basically adopts another nonprofit to do their work so that they don't have to do all the uh, bureaucratic stuff that goes along with a nonprofit organization. So if you think about it, nonprofit, just like a for-profit, has lots of business requirements. We have to file annual tax returns. We call those 990s. We have to do an annual audit. We have an accounting you know, function. We also have um, insurance and, you know, for liability and, you know, a board of directors and bylaws and all sorts of, you know, bureaucratic stuff that goes along with the organization. So let's say you come along and you want to just, you know, do something new in the community. Before you start a nonprofit, you might want to talk with, you know, one of the other bigger nonprofits in the or- in the community like United Way or it could be the soup kitchen or Harbor Homes. Talk with one of us about how we might take you on as a fiscal agency and give you the ability to do your work um, while not having to uh, do all of those uh, bureaucratic things. And we do a bunch of that. So I wrote an article in The Telegraph on Sunday about that. If you ever want to learn more about that, please look at that. And if you know somebody who just wants to make a difference in our community but really doesn't want to go through all the hoop-de-doo of starting a nonprofit, then, you know, just have them give me a call. We can talk about it. Maybe they fit with us. If they don't, then that's fine. Maybe they fit with somebody else, and we'll try and, you know, connect them. That's, that's I think, what we do best is connecting people to each other. So fiscal agency is something which is really a big topic for us. Um, we also have some Um, funding from the New Hampshire Charitable Foundation to do the fiscal agency work because they, um, like us, you know, they don't believe, we don't believe that there are, um, that there's too much work being done in the community. We we do believe that there's a lot of work that needs to get done that that uh, is very very important. But what neither of us believes is that there is a need for a lot more nonprofits. There are something like 400 nonprofits registered in Greater Nashville. For Pete's sakes, isn't that enough? Um, I think there's enough of us going to go around, but there's still a lot of work to be done. So we partner together with Charitable, and we're really grateful for that support as well. A couple of things coming up. Today is the New Nashua United Way Shoebox Project. 
We're doing this for the third year now. If you have some time this afternoon and you want to shoot over to the Senior Center, we're partnering with um, the Senior Center, Margot Bell and company, um, from one to five. And we are packaging up um, several hundred bags for homebound seniors in our community. We've collected hundreds and hundreds of items, um, primarily geared towards memory care. Um, so we have, you know, Sudoku books and crossword puzzles and playing cards and, you know, all that kind of stuff that helps people to stimulate their minds so that their memories remain intact and it helps to stave off, uh, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, we also have collected a lot of other things that are personal care products and soaps and shampoos and perfumes. And, uh, we also have a great partnership with Lint Chocolate, um, <clears throat> my, uh, daughter's let's see my daughter's fiance's uncle uncle jim works at lint which is awesome and he helps give us he gives us like an unbelievable employee discount so that we're able to afford to also put some nice chocolate truffles in the bags these are low income homebound people who otherwise could not really afford these things it would really be luxury items so we're pretty excited to be doing our shoebox project packaging will take place this afternoon one to five at the senior center over on Temple Street, and we would love to have you join us as a volunteer. Um, it's a pretty great event, a lot of fun, maybe a good way to get out of the rain and the cold and just enjoy some camaraderie with uh, you know some of your fellow residents. Let's see. So also this week is the Nashua Area Interfaith Council is having on Tuesday their annual Interfaith Thanksgiving um um, it's not really a mass. I, I say that when I talk about it. It's a service. So they're interfaith service. And that's tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. at the Main Street United Methodist Church. I've been there for the past couple of years. I find that to be a really um, warm and welcoming kind of a service. Um, all of the faiths and denominations from the community, from um, from uh, the Christian faith to the Jew, Jewish faith, Hindu, Muslim, um, all come together to celebrate the one thing that we all can agree on and that we need to be thankful this time of year and perhaps all year round. So hoping to see a whole bunch of you tomorrow night at the Interfaith Council's um, annual Thanksgiving um, service at the Main Street United Methodist Church. Last thing I'm going to mention, I think, before we go to our break, gosh, you know, George, when he trained me, he said, Mike, every so often you need to remind people who you are and who they're listening to. So I just... It just sprung into my mind. This is Mike Haffelberg with the United Way Community Connection Show. We're here each and every week on um, from 9 to 10 on Monday mornings. Last thing I want to mention today is um, we have an event coming up in January, which is brand new to the community and brand new to United Way called the Blizzard Blast. We're always looking for nonprofit uh, fundraising opportunities that don't um, hurt other nonprofits in their efforts, and they're unique and different and fun and interactive. And so we came across this idea of doing a um, road race obstacle course competition in the snow, of course, in the middle of winter, Saturday, January 26th, down by Mine Falls Park along the river into Mine Falls and back. There will be about 30 obstacles. You can find out about that just on our Facebook page. If you go to United Way GN and go to events um, and look under uh, look under the Blizzard Blast, you can sign up right there. We're expecting somewhere around 800 or more participants. We already have uh, about close to 200 signed up. And you can participate by yourself or as a team. There are going to be about 30 obstacles. It's about a four-mile race. It is timed and competitive. Um, and it's going to be some combination of brutal and awesome. So um, 
we're looking forward to seeing everybody at the Blizzard Blast in January, and I'll talk more about that perhaps in the next couple of weeks. Uh, that's about it for right now. I um, want to make mention our sponsor who is etchstone properties kevin slattery from etchstone has been a sponsor of this show since day one and we're very appreciative for that we are going to cut now to our break after the break we'll be back with casey castor who is with big brothers big sisters of new hampshire talking about some of the work that they're doing in our community and how they're changing lives you're listening to the united way community connection show i'm your host mike affelberg Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Title Boxing Club is the best and only authentic full-body boxing workout that changes your body, clears your mind, and completely engages your spirit. Our signature workout utilizes the fundamentals of a true boxer's workout, including proper heavy bag training to strengthen and tone your arms, legs, back, core, stamina, and your confidence. Empowering, exhilarating, and totally addictive. This is your new favorite workout class. Visit them online at TitleBoxingClub.com or call 603 That's 206-5608. And begin today. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. As school resumes and school buses fill our roads, the medics at American Medical Response want to remind both parents and children about bus safety. Never assume that drivers of other vehicles are in fact stopping for the school bus. Walk on sidewalks to the bus stop. Never run. Children must stay out of the danger zone around the bus, which is 10 feet wide or 5 giant steps on all sides of the bus. At that distance from the bus, the bus driver can see you. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR medics are here for you every hour of every day.
Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here each and every Monday from 9 to 10 a.m. talking about the nonprofits in our community and how they're changing lives. We are so excited today, or at least I am so excited, I'm guessing you probably will be very soon as well, to be joined by a good friend of ours, Casey Castor. Casey is the Director of Grants and Communications at Big Brothers and Big Sisters of New Hampshire. Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I should also say that Casey is like one of my favorite names in the whole world because my daughter is named Casey, and actually her boss is named Gail Casey. So there's a lot of Casey's. So you do know Gail. Of course you do. Doesn't everybody know Gail? Mm -hmm. Well, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks. So um, this is not your first time on, but it's your first time in the new studio, right? It is, yeah. We started, uh, or Greg, our former CEO, and I came on uh, when you were just getting started back in the old studio, uh, and so I'm happy to be here, and beautiful spot for you guys to be recording from, uh, and excited to tell you a little bit more about Big Brothers Big Sisters. It's a great new studio, and I and I really think George and... and uh and company have done a fantastic job. Absolutely. Um, it's a little annoying sometimes if there's like a fire um, mm. truck that goes by or something because the <laughs> microphones actually do pick it up. But, you know, that's the nature of being on the show. On you know, you're in life. It is live radio. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Casey, tell us a little bit about, uh, let's start talking about you and your job, your role. What does it mean to be the director of grants and communications at Big Brothers? What do you do there? Yeah, so uh, I write the all of the... The grants and and manage the grants for Big Brothers Big Sisters of New Hampshire. Um, it's it, the the position started actually uh, when the four agencies. It used to be four agencies across the state uh, merged in 2015. So it's almost we're coming up on four years now. Um, and all of the agencies, you know, they had grants that they applied for within their areas and and statewide grants. Uh, and that used to happen under the executive director's job. But now as a statewide agency, there's a lot more uh, to look at and manage. And and, you know, make the connections within the different communities. So uh, that's a big piece of what I do. We also, since the merger, have uh, started to receive some federal funding um, from the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention. Uh, that's through the Department of Justice. So that's a pretty big um, beast to manage covering grants. And then communications is really just uh, getting out and doing things like this, uh, managing our social media channels, telling people about what we do. Um, I think that's one of the biggest, uh, the biggest pieces of of what we do is that there's so many human stories within uh our mentoring we, we provide youth mentoring to children across the state and there's just a an you know un, unending number of stories to share with people about the work that our volunteer mentors are doing absolutely so i was just on your website and i looked on the section that says under give it says our partners and I, so looking down through that list which is a very impressive list you see a lot of grant funders mm-hmm. um you know including say, for example, the Rotary Club or mm-hmm. um, Fidelity Charitables mm-hmm. Gift Fund or, or United Way. United and, Way, yeah. And so how much of your, and those are all grants, how much of your funding comes from grants versus events? I mean, I know you don't have a lot of um, sort of membership fees or anything like mm. that. So it's really got to be probably one or the other, right? Yeah, so um, 100% of our funding is raised locally. I think a lot of times when people hear that we're an affiliate of a national organization, they think that we get a lot of funding from our national organization, but we raise all of our money here in New Hampshire. Uh, we don't charge any fees to the children or the volunteers in our program, so it costs about $1,200 a year for each match um, to make the match the cost of enrolling the child and doing background checks on the, the volunteers. 
um, and, and then matching them. And one of the pieces, the key pieces of our program is ongoing support. So we have staff throughout the state that are talking to, to the volunteers and the kids and making sure that they're having a good relationship. All of that is paid for through, um, individual donations, corporation, uh, you know, corporate partnerships that we have, grants and fundraising events. So about half of our, um, funding is, is grant funded, either yep. corporations or, um, or foundations and and then the federal grant um, and then uh, close to a I would say a quarter is our uh, fundraising events and then the rest is individuals and, and other businesses uh, one of the key business partnerships that we have uh, we have right now three throughout the state workplace mentoring programs uh, one is based right here in um, well it's kids from Nashua high schools that that are part of it uh, and it's based at the um, Comcast facility over in Hudson. So, uh, we partner with my, the, my turn program. Um, yep. they, they pull kids from their program. Uh, we match them one-on-one with, uh, mentors over at Comcast and they, um, they meet every other month, uh, sorry, every other week, um, just getting together and, and having a great mentoring relationship. But that also is, is funded by Comcast. That's, um, that's incredible. I should say, um, by way of making, connecting the dots, Comcast is also an unbelievable supporter of United Way. Mm-hmm. Um, they have for you know for their for donations, they really have. We're like their their nationwide sort of partner, and I so they just finished their annual campaign. Their participation rate is somewhere north of eighty five percent. That means you know almost nine out of ten Comcast employees choose voluntarily mm-hmm. to give through their payroll to United Way. Um, and then they do their Comcast Cares Days, which yeah, is... Yeah, they have a great partnership yeah. with um, with a lot of organizations you to bet. do Comcast Cares. And volunteering, I mean, the, they, they really sort of foster a spirit of, of, you know, participation within their facility because dur- it's during work hours for their employees that are a part of the program. And we have really strong interest from the employees to be mentors. That's so fantastic. It's, um, it's really nice connecting community members and, and you know, businesses that want to be a part of that. Um, we just, uh, our, our initial um, workplace mentoring partner was CCA Global over in Manchester. And then earlier this year, we added um, Northeast Delta Dental over in Concord. So it's, it's really a sign of businesses kind of realizing that their employees want to be involved with something. And, and this is a way that they can do that and sort of foster that spirit. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so big shout out to Comcast. Absolutely. They're, Comcast they're aw- is amazing. They're awesome. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times um, people, you know, nobody loves nobody loves their cable service or their <laughs> telephone service or, you know, and they always, they, they forget when they work and they complain when they don't. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and people like to complain about stuff and they always like blame, you know, they make Comcast the bad guy. But I can tell you my experience with their employees is that they're very committed to community and really just a remarkable, remarkable group. There are something like 850 employees over in Hudson. Yeah, I had no idea it was such a huge building over there. Enormous. But it's really, and it's cool. I mean, the we're having high school students go over there and, and it's it incorporates kind of a little bit of job training and learning about what it is that from various different departments that their um, their mentors do. And so they're learning about kind of a, a whole spectrum of, of job opportunities out there. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about events, since that is also a big part of what you get involved with. You mm-hmm. have some upcoming stuff, I noticed. On your website, you have the Thankful Giving Campaign, which is on uh, the 27th. I suppose that's part of Giving Tuesday, is yeah, that so right? It's, it's kicking off on Giving Tuesday. This is our second year of doing the Thankful Giving Campaign. Um, the spirit behind it is, is really just to encourage people, um, you know, I think... 
most all of us have had a mentor at some point in our lives. I hope that almost all of us have had a mentor at some point in our lives. And the idea behind uh, our Thankful Giving campaign is is asking people to sort of honor your mentors by helping to provide uh, mentors for for youth in the community. Um, Across the state, we have about 270 kids waiting for a mentor. Here in locally in in sort of the greater Nashua area, we have about 30 uh, on the waiting list and and more than 80% of those are boys. Um, So, you know, it's it's a, a, a big need that we have, and we need both volunteer mentors who are willing to commit a few hours a month to spend some time with the child. But we also, in order to make uh, and support new matches, we need we need some funding. We need um, you know people to step up and invest in their community. And so, uh, well, you the did say it's about twelve hundred dollars of cost per match. Right? Yeah, per match, and that's that's the average. So that that takes into consideration enrollment costs, uh, background checks, sure. um, and, and all of the ongoing support. And we have. Throughout the year, we have a number of um, you know activities that we plan for the matches to get together. So our our main focus is one to one youth mentoring, um, and you'll see. I mean, it's it's interesting. Sometimes you won't even realize that you're out at dinner next to a, a mentoring match. Um, so they're out just doing things all the time in the community. But then also we want to have a chance for there to be kind of a community built around um, you know mentoring. And so we'll we'll sponsor activities a lot of times um, businesses local businesses will donate tickets uh, to different things that our, our matches can go out and have these new experiences amazing things you know going down to see the Red Sox play um, going to see a, a play over at the palace um, just a, a you know tremendous opportunities um, and all of that is supported by by funding local funding and so the thankful giving campaign um, will kick off on giving Tuesday we're gonna actually be on Facebook live our CEO Stacy Kramer is going to be on um, 9:30 on uh, the 27th, and she's going to be making an announcement about our bigs of the year for 2019. So we had asked uh, members of the public, bigs, uh, parents of the program, to to vote and choose who who our bigs of the year next year will be, and we'll be announcing that on the 27th on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram Live. Um, Instagram Live. Yeah, I didn't know there was such a thing as Instagram Live. Yeah, so we'll be live on uh, as many channels as we can get on. Um, and those bigs that we announce uh, on on that Tuesday, we're going to be recognizing them here uh, on March second. Is our Big Dreams dinner here in Nashua? It's at the uh, the event center or the I, the event center at Nashua uh, over the, at the hotel. Uh, yeah, the courtyard. The off courtyard. Of Exodate, yep. Right. Um, so we'll be holding our our Big Dreams dinner there March eighth, um, and that's when we recognize our bigs of the year and also our businesses of the year. So each year we pick a big and a little business um, and and recognize them for their important work and Comcast actually this year 2018 was our big big business of the year so that's great um, they've just been an, an incredible supporter now I noticed also something you didn't mention that's the little bash on mm. January 18th is that still happening it is yeah that's over in Portsmouth uh, the, at the thirsty, thirsty moose, moose right yep. that's got to attract people it's right a, it's a really fun <laughs> event so that yeah. is part of our national mentoring month um, January is national mentoring month and we'll have a whole a whole bunch of exciting um, you know things to kind of build awareness about the need for mentoring um, the one of the big things over the past year uh, that we've we've focused on is really helping people to understand the urgent need for mentoring. Um, that it's more than just sort of this nice thing that's happening in the community, and it's fun to hear kids going out and and connecting with mentors. But that there really is an urgent need um, in in Nashua and throughout the state um, for for kids to have someone to have someone in their corner. Um, we we recognize that every child has potential, and what our mentors are doing, our volunteer mentors, is um, 
um, is helping to defend their potential, is helping them to, you know, be inspired and empower them to kind of go and reach their, their biggest futures. Um, and so National Mentoring Month, we're focused on kind of sharing that message. And the Thirsty Moose event, uh, it's January 18th uh, at the Thirsty Moose in Portsmouth. That's a, just a chance for people to come out, celebrate what it is that our mentors are doing um, and learn a little bit more about us. That sounds like a great event and yeah, a lot of fun. And it, of course, Thirsty Moose is an awesome venue. It so. is, yeah. Um, let me ask you, the um, ways in which a person from the community who's listening can support Big Brothers and Big Sisters, mm-hmm. How? what are the best ways in which somebody can really sort of lend their support to your organization? Yeah, so if you have an interest in, in being a mentor, I mean, that that is a huge way to lend support. We, have, we serve over 1,000 kids across the state, and every one of those kids is matched with a mentor who spends a few hours a, a month a few hours a month with them um, just getting out into the community we also have a site-based program so if you're you know feeling like you're not really sure what you would take a child out to do what activities you would plan um, we we work with a lot of schools locally we work with after-school programs um, and also you mentioned Girls Inc earlier we partner mm-hmm. with Girls Inc the Boys and Girls Club to, to match up kids in their programs so yeah. mentoring is obviously a huge piece as I said we have a lot of kids on our waiting list um, and to get involved in doing that really just go to our our website go to the the section that says volunteer um and there's a, a whole page of information about kind of the process that you can expect yep. um it involves uh an interview a personal interview you come in and, and speak with a member of our staff uh some background checks and some training so it, it takes a you know about four to six weeks to kind of get through that process uh and then you get matched with a, a child and and we ask for a one-year commitment um to really so that you can really make that connection um, another and way really to, I, and oh, sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you said that, I think you said there are a lot, uh, the largest need is for young, for boys, for right? For boys, yeah. Which, so I assume then for mentors, the largest need is for men. Is that correct? Absolutely. So we, um, we match, uh, boy, boys can be matched with a, a big brother or a big sister. Uh, in the majority of the kids that we have on the waiting list, those boys are, are really you know, looking for uh, a male mentor to connect with. So in a lot of cases, they may not have um, a dad or a close a close male figure in their life that can can kind of be there and, and help them through the, the tough times. And so um, really a, a high need for males and, and men volunteers. Um, yep. It You know, it's the most impactful way that I think you can spend your time um, volunteering is, is really it's one-on-one. It's a personal connection with a child and it's getting out and doing something fun. A lot of our mentors say, you know, they, they wanted to help a child and change a life, but once they got started, it, they found that it changed their life in a lot of ways. And it's really just, you know, get, getting a chance to be a kid again. I mean, you can take them out to <laughs> go the trampoline park and have yeah. a reason to go do something fun like that. So go, go bowling or something. Go bowling. I mean, yeah, go, sure. Go play sports, uh, go over to the YMCA, all of our matches. Um, when they're matched, they have a we have a partnership with the YMCA where you can go for free, whether your little has a membership or you have a membership or not. Um, so it's a great way to just get out and do things in the community. Um, and then the other way that people can support us, as we've been mentioning, is, is through donations. Um, so you can go to our website uh, and, and click on the Give section and make a donation, make a monthly donation. Uh, if you, you feel that you know you want to spread out your support throughout the year, that's really one of the most impactful ways that you can help us um, because it's it's a steady you know income that we can anticipate, um, and it helps to kind of support us throughout the year. Uh, and then you know check out our, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, 
our Twitter. It's all under bbbsnh.org. Um, sorry, it's all under bbbsnh. So for Big Brothers, Big sure. Sisters of New Hampshire, um, we're constantly posting about other events that are coming up. We partner with local gyms and, and places like that to hold events so you can keep uh, up to date on all of that. And if you want to sign up for our newsletter, it's on our website. There's a link right on the top. Um, you can put your information in and we'll send you um, updates right to your inbox. That's fantastic. Yeah. So to repeat the um, URL, it's really anything related to Big Brothers, Big Sisters in New Hampshire. It's BBBSNH. And mm-hmm. it's um, on, you can find, be found on the web, on Instagram, on Facebook. I know I follow you on Facebook. Um, I got I to figure this Instagram thing out. Mm-hmm. My daughter always reminds me that I'm old. And this is one of those cases where it really comes into play. I just barely figured Facebook out. So um, any last words, Casey, before we head into our break? Uh, just to say, you know, thank you again for the opportunity to come on and, and tell people about what we're doing. No, um, the thanks is all ours for the work you're doing to to change young people's lives. Yeah, we appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. All right, absolutely. So you've been listening to Casey Castor, who's the director of communications and grant make, grant writing, I think, at uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters of New Hampshire. We're going to take our second break. Our show is brought to you by Edstone Properties. Um, building homes in Greater Nashua. And after our break, we're going to be joined by our second guest today, who is Rick Rudder from the Southern New Hampshire Rescue Mission. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I am your host, Mike Affelberg. This is Mark Allegro. If you like what you hear during my show, you'll love what you read in the Boston Broadside. I urge you to subscribe today. Call 978-352-6800. For 30 bucks, you'll receive 12 monthly issues of New England's only conservative newspaper. Get news without the liberal spin. The Boston Broadside. Subscribe today, 978-352-6800. That's 978-352-6800. The Boston Broadside. Hi, this is Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. Now that the leaves are turning, it's not too early to start thinking about servicing or installing a high-efficiency heating system for your home. At Joyce Cooling and Heating, we can install a new comfort system using name brands like Lennox Furnaces or Air Conditioners, Renai Boilers and Water Heaters, or Mitsubishi Ductless Systems. Don't wait until you have no heat. Call Joyce Cooling and Heating at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. And remember, utility rebates start back up in January. Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. 
You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 Zero 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 eight. That's six zero three eight nine one zero 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 eight. The Village Network. Become a member today. Well, good Monday morning, and you are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking about the nonprofits in our community. Each week, we interview two different nonprofits. We just got done interviewing Casey Castor from Big Brothers and Big Sisters in New Hampshire. And now it is my honor and distinct pleasure to introduce a friend of mine who I believe hasn't been on in probably a year, year and a half, and that's Pastor Rick Rudder, who is the Executive Director for the Southern New Hampshire Rescue Mission. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. And, um, you know, we were just talking during the break. I know you're from Pennsylvania, and you're an mm-hmm. Eagles fan. Yeah. I'm from California, and I'm a Niners fan. And that's all we're going to talk about. That's, that's it. Enough said. <laughs> enough said. Not a good week. <laughs> not a good, not <laughs> well, a good week. you know, at least you can say you've been having a good decade. I can't even say that. So I'm, you know, kind of sucking wind here these days. Oh, well. Yeah, it would have been better. It would have felt a lot better if the Cowboys and Giants had both lost yesterday as well. But, hey, so, can't have everything. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm sort of a closet Giants fan. My dad was a Giants fan, so my daughter is a Giants fan. Um, but the Cowboys, I'm with you on that yes. all the way, all the way. All Absolutely. The way. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how they can say they're America's team and haven't won a Super Bowl in <sighs> I don't know, know. half my lifetime. I don't know. I lived there for three years in Dallas with our, fa- with our family back in, um, 
late 90s. And uh, just when my daughter was born, she was born in 94. We lived there in 95, 96, 97. And we used to go to the old Texas Stadium, um, and uh, which had a you know big hole and they big hole in the roof, and they would you know always say, well, why is why is there a hole in the roof at Texas Stadium so God can watch his team play on Sundays and yeah. blah blah? Yeah. They just killed me, man. Yeah. I don't know. I hear you. Anyway, so the rescue mission, um, you are. Um, play such an important role in fighting and breaking the cycle of homelessness in our community. I thought in particular this, well, you know, not just in particular this time of year, you really year round, but, but this time of year uh, when it starts to get cold, um, it's, uh, becomes uh, you know fairly intolerable intolerable and frankly dangerous mm-hmm. for people to be out in the elements if they are homeless so I wanted to talk with you today just a little bit about what is the face of homelessness and how do you work with the community to help fight this problem hmm so the face of homelessness has changed in the 25 years that I've been involved in uh, ministry to the homeless um, it used to be primarily um, middle-aged men, um, and now it is shifted to primarily um, women with children and intact families seem to be the, the fastest-growing populations um, of homeless. Um, also, the demographic has gotten a lot younger. Um, off in the last probably 10 years, we've seen a, a, a major shift to um, a lot more um, late teens, early 20s. Um, the, uh, a generation there that uh, where the numbers have increased greatly. And so when we looked at it, we've been taking, um, like I said, I've been doing this for about 25 years. Um, we've been looking at, um, at, at what's the, 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 the difference and what's the, what's this, what's the similarities in all of these groups. And one of the things we've, we've come to realize is that um, often cases um, when we look at homelessness, we identify it or we have this perception that it's, you know, addiction related or it's joblessness related or it's housing related. And, and while all of those factors are involved, it seems that the one significant, um, commonality in all of those groups is severed relationships. Um, that where you and I could experience joblessness and we'd have some family members that we could call we have friends that might be able to come we have social network Mm -hmm. of people that are able to come alongside of us and help us in those situations a lot of the people that we're working with the relationships they have are with people that are in the same same boat so to speak and they don't and the relationships that might be able to help them are severed and uh and then obviously as a christian organization um, and as a pastor, um, you know, we're going to also look at what's that severed relationship in, uh, in relationship to God um, as well. So, uh, you know, we look at those things and, uh, and uh, I'll smile for the selfie. There we go. Nah, no need. It's all right. And, My uh, selfies are always terrible. So that's all right. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, and so we're looking at it. We're looking at it from a relational aspect. And how do we come alongside right now, men? Hopefully, in the future, we've been working diligently trying to raise funds for a women's shelter as well, um, 
because we don't know that the need is great there. Um, but to come alongside men, develop relationships. I heard you talking to big brothers and big sisters earlier about the need for mentors. Mentors are important regardless of the stage of life you're in. That's right. I have mentors. I mentor others. Um, and uh, and so we were constantly looking for pe- men uh, to walk alongside the men that we're walking alongside with um, to help them get to a place where um, have that that they're 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 not alone in this. Yeah, absolutely. So how many people do you serve on a regular basis at the rescue mission? Uh, on a regular basis, um, again, you mentioned winter. Sometimes weather right. plays, a, plays a role in that. Um, I would actually say that this time of year, our numbers stay pretty steady. We're housing about 35, 40 men a night. Um, and we're, um, we serve 40, so far this year, we served about 42,000 meals. So I don't know what that's going to come out to over the course of the year, but, um, you know, it's pretty significant jump for us in the numbers of meals that we've served, um, on top of, um, on top of the fact that, uh, um, our numbers have stayed pretty steady, uh, throughout the course of the year. Um, we were actually in overflow, from November of last year straight through to July 4th. Because the one thing I'll, challenge, I'll remind people, as you said, that homelessness is a year-long thing. We actually see a jump in population come March, April, when the weather starts to break a little bit. And that friend, relative, or second or third cousin that's been sleeping on your couch um, all winter and has got on your nerves, it's time for him to go. And we actually see a spike um, in our numbers at that time of year as a result of... Uh, spring break yeah the spring break yeah. sure um the um so you know that there's a need for serving women in our community as well and i know you've been sort of looking at how do you address that what how how would you describe that need and and the size the scope the um what does the face of female home homelessness look like in our community so i think there's two different aspects to it one is the women with children which um, there are more long-term resources available for women with children right. than there are for single women. Um, unfortunately, for both populations, there's a shortage of emergency shelter. And, and regardless of what your feelings about a housing-first model of, of addressing homelessness or not, the, real, the, the fact remains that when somebody calls and they're sleeping in their car, they need shelter. Right. They don't have time to wait to get into a program. They need shelter now. And right when you say housing first, so this is a little bit of insider ball. We need to okay. make sure we don't get too, uh, you know, wonky with the German terminology here. What do you mean by that? Housing first as a model. So the housing first model is one where um, we we take people and and um, I, I guess it's a, a it was a HUD initiated um, concept uh, housing urban development. Uh, concept that came out where um, provide people with ha- homeless people with housing and then provide the wraparound services to come along and assist them in being to, to enable them to be successful. That if we address the housing side of it, it'll make it easier to address the other pieces of it. Um, uh, regardless of, of that, aside from that, is the fact that when somebody calls at three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, they need a bed. They need a bed. They 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 may need a program. They may need to go go to some of other wonderful partners in the community, like Anne Marie House, Marguerite's Place, uh, Mary's House, organizations like that 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 
we'll work with them more long term. But today they need a bed, and those beds aren't there. I think um, last winter, I think on a on a good night there were maybe sixteen beds for single women um, in the in the city of Nashua. Um, we know that in the last two years of the data that we tracked, that um, uh, two thirds of the calls that came through coordinated entry were from women, either or women heads of households, whether that was single or family. And if you take those two thirds, half of those were single women. Um, we tracked at the rescue mission alone over 300 calls in the last year from single women seeking shelter. That's that is um, a much larger number, I think, than most people would understand. People think about um, you know, single moms, mm-hmm. but they often don't think of single women, right. and that that's just not the picture. Right. Right. The picture is the well, the picture is just so wrong anyway. But right. uh, let me um, we don't have a lot of time left. I wanted to talk with you a little bit about sort of upcoming opportunities for the for the community to get involved in supporting your organization, supporting your mission. How, how can the community get involved throughout the holidays and then into the new year? So this is the week before Thanksgiving. And so fortunately for us, all of our Thanksgiving volunteer opportunities are snatched up. Fantastic. um, Which is great. Uh, But uh, beginning Monday... I uh, will start recruiting for Christmas. Um, we um, one one of the things that we do is, um, as I mentioned to Mike earlier, we're the only place in Nashua that you can get a hot breakfast 365 days a year, except for maybe Denny's. Um, and so for our, our our friends who are either experiencing homelessness or uh, or food insecurity, um, we're we're a place that they can come to every day and get a hot breakfast to start the day. Um, we also serve we also serve uh, lunch during the week and dinner on weekends, um, and uh, and so some opportunities coming for, coming up is we we will do a brunch on Thanksgiving morning. We'll also do a brunch Christmas Day. Um, we'll also do a brunch on New Year's Day. Um, we do a um, we do a banquet uh, on um, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, we also do a banquet on the Sunday. Um, on, on the Sunday before and the Sunday after uh, Christmas um, for our guests. And we have some church partners that will help with some of that. Um, but um, most of that is, again, we're, um, you know, as a nonprofit, we're 100% reliant uh, upon the kindness of strangers. We don't receive any government funding at all. Um, and so uh, for us, you know, maybe you saw the, the uh, insert in the newspaper two weeks ago. Um, there'll be another one for Christmas, $1.95 a meal um, is about what it costs us to provide a, meal, a hot meal at the mission. Um, if anything, you know, uh, if $2, we have people that send us $2 and we're grateful for everything um, that we get that way. That's fantastic. And I would also remind people who are involved i mentioned the united way campaign earlier in the show um you know we're in the middle of that too if you give through the workplace you can also always designate your gift to the rescue mission so if you if you intend to participate um you should and and you want to support the rescue mission just write it at the bottom of your pledge southern hampshire rescue mission and we'll make sure that that goes to them as well lots of ways to support you guys and our website is our new website address is hope the number four, Nashua.org. I'm just looking at it, hopefornashua.org. Hey, the music is in the background. Here we go. I told you this would go fast. It always does. Rick, um, you've been listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I've been talking with my friend, Pastor Rick Rudder, who's the executive director at Southern New Hampshire Rescue Mission. Um, lots of great ways to get involved in supporting them and their fantastic mission of, of ending homelessness in our community. So 
this is about the end of our show, and you're not going to hear from us until next Monday when we will be back with representatives from the Nashua Teachers Union and also from Nashua High School South, the new program Meals Matter, where we'll have three unbelievably cool uh, high school students who've decided that they want to end hunger in their school. Um, until that time, I do wish everybody a fantastic Thanksgiving, and um, remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united.